At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. And he said to him, All these I shall give to you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Today we celebrate this first Sunday of Lent, and, um, and we open with this 40 days that the Lord spends in the desert, and, and it's one of the 40-day the periods that, that we look to in Scripture as, as the foundation of this 40-day fast that we're in the midst of right now. So when we look to the Old Testament, there's... <clears throat> the rains that fell for 40 days as the Lord looked on the earth and he saw that men had become sinful and he then sent rains for 40 days in order to cleanse the earth and prepare for something new, right? To prepare for something new. And then there's after the Israelites were released from slavery in Egypt and and they had escaped their captivity And then they went to Mount Sinai and they immediately fell into sin, worshiping false gods. The Lord made them wander for 40 years in the desert, right? 40 years of purification, 40 years of preparation for something new, right? For something new to happen. And then today we hear about how our Lord goes into the desert for 40 days to be tempted, and, and this 40-day period for Jesus, it, it happens in between two things, right? It happens in between two events that, that are really important for understanding kind of the purpose of the fast and even the purpose of Lent for each and every one of us. And, and so we have to remember that Jesus goes into the desert to be tempted immediately after his baptism, 
right? It's immediately after he's baptized. And so, so our Lord went to John in the Jordan and he went down into the Jordan and the skies opened and, and this, the spirit descended in the form of a dove and he heard the father say, you are, you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, in whom I delight. And, and after hearing those words that, uh, from the father saying, you are my beloved son, he goes and spends 40 days in the desert, it, sort of as if to reflect on that, like, what, did that really just happen? Like, like, like what does that mean? Right? What does that mean? You know, and, and how often in our own lives, like something good can happen and we kind of, we step back and we go, did that really just happen? Right? Did that really just happen? Is it possible that, that our Lord's really being this good? Or, and it happens a lot when, when, uh, when I'm working with people who struggle with addiction. It's just very common, whatever addiction it is, that like whenever life gets good, they get more tempted. You know, whenever life gets good, they get more tempted. Like, I'm happy, things are good, like, life's good, and then, like, uh, and then I just have this, like, major fall, major relapse. Like, like, like it's almost like there's an attachment to things being bad. And, and so in lots of 12-step rooms, they have this saying, like, like, it's about learning to be okay with things being okay. Right? To be okay with things being okay, because sometimes, I know in my own life, like, like when everything's good, I'm, like, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, things are good, look out, something bad's going to happen. And sometimes we have dumb, pious things that we say, right? Like, if God really loves you, he's going to cause more suffering. Like that makes no sense, <laughs> right? It makes no sense. Like, sometimes we, like, life can get harder, and he wants to purify us, but he doesn't, like, cause us pain because he loves us. That's ridiculous. But sometimes we, we can think that way. And, and so as our Lord goes into the desert and kind of from this place of hearing the Father's voice saying, you are my beloved son, then the tempter comes and challenges that. He challenges that. So every temptation is a temptation against what the Father said to him. And so the devil says, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down from the parapet of the temple and he'll send his angels to rescue you. And, and our Lord is immovable. And the reason he's immovable is because he knows who he is. He doesn't have to test that. He's confident in that. He's confident in that. He doesn't sort of have to wonder, like, like is it really true what the father said? Because he's, he's confident in it. He knows what the father said. And, and for that reason, he's, he remains steadfast. He remains faithful. And his fidelity is preparing him to go out and proclaim to the world what the Father had already said to him, that he is the Son of God. Right? That's his mission. And the season of Lent for all of us is a season where we, we're preparing to renew the promises of our baptism. And our baptism was the day when we all became children of God when we all became children of God. And, and so for each of us, this Lenten season is a time of reflecting on like the ways maybe we've allowed ourselves to be tempted against our identity because unlike our Lord, like I'm not always steadfast in remembering. 
that I'm a son of the Father. You know, maybe you guys always remember and you're just like good all the time. But like sometimes I forget. And there's lots of times I turn stones into bread. Lots of times I turn stones into bread. You know, this last weekend I had this, it was just an amazing experience of being on a healing workshop for men who struggle with addictions. And, and part of that is like, them being able to tell their stories. And a lot of them have really hard stories. Like they have really hard stories. And I'm hearing like really hard things. And in the midst of hearing a really hard thing, like that's like a stone. It's like, oh man, this is hard to carry. And, and don't we all experience that? Like sometimes there's just like people in our lives that are really suffering and it's hard for us to carry. It's like a stone. And, and so it's easy to turn that stone into bread by just like, I went to Sam's Club and I bought a big bag of Caramello chocolate. And because, because in the midst of that hard time, like I need to comfort myself. And so like, I, like we always have lots of chocolate around, right? Which in a sense is taking stones and turning them into bread. Like, like okay, I need, I need something to comfort me in the midst of this hard time. Like it's our Lord who wants to be my comforter, but um, like chocolate works really good. And it can be chocolate or it can be other food, or it can be lust, or it can be control, or it can be anger, or it can be laziness, it can be greed, it can be, like, whatever sin it is, sin is so often our own way of turning stones into bread, and it's a, of looking to something to comfort me other than the Lord. And, and Jesus' response in, the, in that moment is, you know, Man does not live on bread alone, right? Man does not live on bread alone. You know, I feel like I should make a poster for my room that says, man does not live on caramellos alone <laughs> or on pistachios alone or on like whatever that is that we turn to. They're not the worst sins in the world, but they can get in the way. And, and so sometimes during Lent, we give up those things because we have to remember that the Lord's enough for us and, and that the Lord desires us and and that he is our comforter, and he is our redeemer, and we belong to him. And if we belong to him, we don't need anything else. And, and then there's this other temptation that shows up that I think shows up in our own life a lot, which is you know, that temptation to stand on the parapet of the temple and test whether or not God really is going to take care of us. You know, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, because God said he'll send his angels to catch you. And, and oftentimes I, I remember a retreat I was on, and I've told this story before, where I was on a retreat during Lent when I was studying in Rome, and, and it was like the beginning of, kind of the beginning of the beginning of our Lord doing something new in my life. And I'm praying over this scene, and, and I can see myself in my imagination. I'm on the parapet of the temple, and I'm next to Jesus, and the devil says, if, if you are the Son of God, if God really loves you, throw yourself down. And both Jesus and I were both steadfast. Neither of us moved for two totally different reasons. Right? Two totally different reasons. Like our Lord doesn't jump because he knows the Father is going to catch him. He doesn't need to test it. I don't jump because I'm not quite sure. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. If that's where we are, that's okay. And, and our spiritual life is about being honest about where we are. It's just being honest about where we are. And so I just had to go to our Lord and say, like, this is where I'm at. 
And, and, I've, and I've spent seasons of my life where my prayer starts with, Jesus, if I give you everything, are you really going to take care of me? And if that's where we are, we have to be there. And, and it's something I've been, become more and more impassioned about is that like, the church needs to be a place where it's okay to be there. Like, it's okay to be a sinner. Like, we're supposed to be a place where sinners come and try to figure out if Jesus is enough for us. And it's okay if we're there. And, and it just, like, it hurts my heart when we fall into this kind of spiritual perfectionism where we think we have to be perfect in order to belong. And, like, I was talking to somebody recently and, and they, they were listening to other people's witness stories and, and things like that, and, and they said, Father, I just don't know if I can be Catholic anymore because I don't want to have 10 kids. And I was like, you don't have to have 10 kids to be Catholic. Like, like, but they hear like these things and then like, oh, I can't be perfect, so I don't belong. And like, our Lord's going to get you there. It just starts with saying, okay, this is where I'm at. I need you to take care of me. And when I say that, it doesn't mean it's okay to perpetually stay in that place of I don't know if God loves me. It just means if that's where you are, our Lord wants to start there. And, and it's another point I made on the retreat I was on um, because I'm talking to a bunch of people who really struggle with sin in their lives and, and yet, they really belong in their parishes and they do things. And, and I'm like, how many of you like, could go to your men's group and tell them like, all the things you really struggle with in your heart at your parish? And they were just like, oh, I don't know, Father. <laughs> and, and it's like my desire that the church would be a place where it is a refuge for sinners and it is a place where we can come and say, like, this is where I'm at, this is where I'm struggling with, and everybody's like, okay, like, we're here with you, we're going to walk with you, and our Lord wants more for you, and, and it's okay to go from here to there. Right? It's okay to give ourselves permission to need to have a conversion, otherwise this season of Lent is pointless. Like, it's pointless unless we're allowed to be a sinner who needs to have a conversion unless we're allowed to be somebody who needs to level up in life. And that's what our Lord desires to do, but he can't do it unless we're honest from the beginning. And we're honest about the ways that we are tempted. Because when we're in that space, then he comes in and he is our rescuer and he is our redeemer and he can make all things new. And when he does, it is the most amazing thing. It's the most amazing thing. And that is the most amazing thing about the workshop that I was just on, was witnessing how all things are made new. And there was one particular person who had come on the workshop three years ago, and then he came back. And, and just the way he understands his life with our Lord is so much different and so much better and so much closer to where he wants to get. But that's the experience all of us are called to. All of us are called to. And this season is a season that we're invited to grow and to solidify that sense and our identity as beloved sons and daughters of the Father so that when temptations arise, we're immovable because we know who we are. And then we can go out into the world and proclaim to the world who we are, just as our Lord did when he leaves the desert. And so, so again, like during this Lent... Um, I just really want to invite you to enter into that. Wherever you find yourself, you know, wherever you find yourself in your own spiritual life, in your own spiritual journey, just invite you to, 
to be more intentional about that. And, and one of the ways of doing that is every Sunday night, starting tonight, we're going to have a Eucharistic Holy Hour starting at 7 o'clock. And, and it really is meant to be kind of a busy person's retreat. So every week there'll be adoration with a conference, and, and I'll have some points to like pray through or journal through to just help us in, in moving forward and kind of eliminating whatever gets in the way and, and solidifying that sense of who we are. And during that time, I'll also be available for confessions, um, you know, which here are going to be in the sacristy from now on. Because um, like, thanks to Bernie and Lori Ketterill, like, I have this, this really nice makeshift confessional that I can put in the sacristy. And, um, and I'm most excited just to see what our Lord does. Because he is doing like, so many good things. And so today, let us pray that that our hearts are prepared to truly enter into this season of Lent, that it, that it does become a time for all of us leveling up in our spiritual lives. And that as we grow in our identity as his beloved sons and daughters, that we're empowered by our Lord to fearlessly proclaim that to each and every person we encounter in the world around us.